Welcome back to the Toffee TV podcast, my ultimate team. This week, we've stayed closer to home and we have Baz joining us. Baz, all the way from the Toffee TV studio. I was going to say, all the way from the sofa to the desk. To the podcast corner. Yeah. We're in the podcast corner. We, um, we did do podcasts for a while. We and did. We, we did. Um, you have got big shoes to fill. Astro did our first one and he was... He was quite fantastic. So, no pressure on you whatsoever, but I believe in you. I don't feel the pressure. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but I, 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 I believe in you. What you are here today to do is pick six Everton players, two defenders, two midfielders, and two forwards. Any, 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 any. But I know we're going to talk about that in a moment. Any mm-hmm. players you wish you can pick... Um, don't forget, we have a game that we play every single week. It is called Ultimate Fan, where you get six players, two defenders, two midfielders, and two forwards. We play it every week, and we thought we'd, we'd keep that going because it's an interesting concept. We get a lot of my favourite 11s and my favourite this, my favourite that, but this is a unique concept because this is two defenders, two midfielders, and two forwards. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into into the team, I just want to ask you a dead simple question because yes. there is no there is no goalkeepers in this. No. Who would be your goalkeeper? Just, just out of Nether Salto. Yeah, doesn't need. That's why. I, that's why I've obviously why he's not included because oh, it's very easy. It's to... easy. I mean, the thing about it is, is that you, as you'll see with the team in a minute, if it if you went all time, mm. then my team would be different than what I'm doing today. It, all time, what I've seen, obviously, without including players who you'd heard about, know the the history of them and everything else. But obviously, Neville Salto was. Him and Jim Arnold were the first goalkeepers I remember as a kid. And Jim McDonough, very, very brief memories of Jim McDonough, but certainly Neville Southall and, and Jim Arnold. But Southall, by far, the best goalkeeper I've ever seen for Everton. And only second to that would probably be Nigel Martin, who I thought was, was fantastic. And then Tim Howard, okay. they'd be my top three, okay. really, over time. Okay, so we're going to start with your first defender. But like you've just mentioned there, you've not gone for necessarily your... Best ever. Tell tell us why. I just thought, for me, I haven't seen anyone in any position better than the players I witnessed in the 80s as a kid. So my team would be just very much 84, 85. Um, no, it wouldn't. It would be 84 to 86, so Gary Lineker would be in it, as, as players I've seen. Mm-hmm. Gary Lineker, quite simply, the best Everton centre-forward okay. I've ever seen, I think. Up there, I think... If you were doing that 84, 85, it'd be something like Ratcliffe and Watson or Ratcliffe and Stevens. If it was Ultima Fanny, you're looking for points. See, we, could, we could have easily done a show out of we this could because, have, we could because have, it wouldn't have been that simple. But what I was going to do was, because, it, and you know, Reed and Stephen and then, you know, like I've just said, Sharp and Lineker maybe would have been the six or whatever. But trying to just keep him with the Premier League era okay. and for, for other people as well, younger people. And also, things like, because of the Premier League, the way it is, we've all seen all of these players playing Fair enough. throughout time. And you could have educated a few people. I could have, but, but I, you're not going I'm, to. I'm, no, I'm, so gonna, you are I'm sticking, taking it from the Premier League. You're sticking era. to Premier League players. Just because it mixes the team up a little bit more, slightly. Okay. All right, well, let's Slow start with like. your first defender. Who is your first defender? And tell us why he's in the team. The first pick for the Premier League era, Everton team, would be Leighton Baines as a defender. I think even including the 80. I loved Pat Van der Nau. Bales was... A, a, a lot of people 
forget John Bailey was actually a very good footballer. Yeah. Had a great left foot, but he, he's because he was a bit of a joker and he had a he put a big hat on at yeah, Wembley yeah, and yeah. things like that. People overlook that. Van der Nauw was fantastic as yeah. a hard man. Um got some vital goals, really good defender. But Leighton Baines, I would say, is the best left back I've ever seen for Everton. I think Luca Dean's done a great job trying to back him up and, and take over from him. I think Luca Dean's fabulous. But I think Leighton Baines, longevity, quality of performance, goals, assists, and just super cool man yeah. is, for me, the best left-back I've ever seen playing for yeah. Everton. There's a, there's a poll, or there was a, there was a sorry, there was a, I think it might have been a BBC thing, of the best 10 full-backs in the Premier League era, and the fact that he didn't make it onto that. I mean, him and Seamus never made it on. It, I just find it scandalous. I find it absolutely scandalous that 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 Baines is not regarded as one as the one of the best fullbacks when I regard him as the as very much at the very top of of that. Never mind being in the top ten. I I, I you know Premier League's been around for nearly thirty years now, and. Baines is up there. Baines is up there as one of the best. Easily. I, I still, for me, I know people go with Ashley Cole, but I think Baines was a better player than Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole played in better teams. Mm. Leighton Baines was, a, a, as a footballer, absolutely incredible footballer. Ashley Cole, I don't think, was a great footballer. Very athletic. Was a good defender as well, and saying he wasn't. But when you look at that list, and you see Andrew Robertson on there, he's a good footballer, don't get me wrong, he's a good left-back, but he's not Baines level. Not a chance. Mm. And again, playing in a team that is at the top of the league, it's a lot easier than a team that isn't. But Leighton Baines, for me, is is one of my defenders because, like I've just said, quite simply the best left-back I've ever seen mm. playing for Everton. What do, you think, what do you think he would have done if he'd left Everton? What do you think if he'd gone to Manchester United or have gone somewhere else? Well, he'd have won trophies, wouldn't he? I think he'd have been revered mm. had he gone to other clubs. Don't forget, Bayern Munich tried to get him twice in their pomp as well. Um, and he didn't want to go. I think he, he possibly fancied going to United, but the type of person he is, he knew how much Everton had done for him. He was an, he's an Evertonian, so he loved the club. So he didn't kick up a fuss. He just let the clubs deal with it. They couldn't do a deal, and he, he was the con, you know the consumer professional mm-hmm. um, and stayed and still give, give everything. And it's devastating that we didn't win even just a League Cup or something yeah. with him. The same as with Seamus Coleman. Yeah. Now, although it's still, you know, Although it looks very unlikely at the moment, it still could happen for Seamus Coleman. But that's the only yeah. sad thing, really, for Baines. Well, I think Baines would have played more times for England and would have won trophies had he gone to United. Yeah. So, Liam Baines in as your first defender. So, who was your second defender? The second defender was a little bit tougher just because I, I did contemplate. There was three, really, who, who were in this conversation for me. Dave Watson. But he was coming towards the end of his career, but he was still a really good defender for Everton from when the Premier League started. Richard Goff, who I think still, yeah. even he came in at the age of 38 and we were like, what? And he was absolutely superb. But the, the other defender I've gone for is Phil Jagielka. Okay. Because I think Jags is, has been a, and was a absolutely fantastic centre-back for Everton Football Club. I think he was... He was he was a great captain in terms of on the pitch performance. Mm. He wasn't the most vocal, and sometimes yeah. it used to wind me up that he didn't try to referee games a little bit more and stuff like that. So that maybe let him down in some people's eyes. But as an actual defender yeah. and centre back, I think he was sensational. Mm. Jack Yelka. We've all got the 
the injury time goal at Anfield, which was a screamer from him. But mm. and I honestly believe, and I don't know whether you agree, but I believe had he not sustained that injury before the FA Cup final, then Everton would have had a great chance against Chelsea that day. You know, we lost them two mm. weeks before the cup final, having lost Yakubu, having lost Arteta, having lost Andy TV to lose him was kinda like the final, you know, was one one player too far. Um I just think Jack Yelka was brilliant. That's why No, I, I agree with you on the cup final. I think him and Lescott were such a brilliant partnership. He was another one by the way, Lescott. Yeah, he was such a brilliant partnership. They just they just um balanced each other out. You know, completely. One was dominance in the air and Decent on the ball, Lescott had the pace, mm. also had an eye for a goal. Yeah. Um and it was just just a really good partnership. And obviously Jack Yelka had that longevity mm. at the back and popped up in some big moments, as you said, the one at the one one at the cop end penalty at Wembley mm. against Manchester United. It's a shame, um, it, yeah. And all you you just I don't know, you just always felt like really calm with Phil Jack Yelka. He did wind up at times as the captain, not you know, but that was just his way and, and can't take that away from him, you know, he, he was just the way he was, and, you know, I remember just, like, the game he scored, he was on, you know, I think it might have been his last season, no, second to last season, maybe, when he we played against Arsenal, I think Michael Keane was in really good form, and it was, like, before the game, Keane wasn't playing, people were like, oh, no, losing their heads over it, Jags played and scored and got the winner, and just, like, little moments like that, I think he, I, I was lucky I met him a few times while he was at Everton, he was just dead sound, the dead sound fella, dead Dead down to where fell like the like a like you know one of those quiet fellas, but it likes a joke and you Don't know forget, and, always looked amazing preseason. Yeah, preseason. Come back with the time. Time being on the golf oh. course and oh. just yeah, just a you you knew what his levels were mm. most games, you know. And I think again, he was one of those players quick that quick as well. A lot yeah. of people didn't give him credit for how fast he was, but he was he was quite and a ba- absolute bargain, four million pounds. Oh my steel, God. classic Moise steel. A pound on him, was it? Was it four million, million clothes, a pound yeah. or something like that. No, he was. I loved Jack Elkin, he was brilliant. He's still he's, he's turning out for Rooney now and doing well. Yeah. He had a you know, played again in the week and did well. So, him, he's in there because of all of that stuff. Mm. But again, one of the big factors is the fact that he looks so good in pre season <laughs> with the tan. And he's had some mad hairstyles, not not necessarily yeah. at Evan. He liked the spike at Evan, didn't he? he? Did, and, yeah. You know, he, he's also probably one of the. The only captain so we're the widest bottom jeans i've ever seen at everton at one time so that should always it, go against you but but it you, should you, but in this occasion yeah. you know you can't with the jack no can you? but that just shows you the longevity of him he survived that he got through that he period got through of, the, the, of the, the emergence of flares which could have damaged a lot were of captains not were flares they, they were just they were boot cutter boot things, cut, the word. and very much we've seen all the pictures of <coughs> of players around that time. Oh, you know, and boot cut, boot cut. We've seen he. the United, the, that yeah. famous one of United going yeah. up, and Rooney's got. In fact, to be fair, Wayne Rooney. I yeah. think it might have just been a very much a Manchester thing. People who lived in and around yeah, Manchester. Yeah, well, he's, he's basically gone out because he. So he, it was like the Wilmslow look, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. You it. know what I mean? Yeah. The, the Wilmslow. You know, they all, you know, they all went out for a the old seven Wilmslow. Yeah, the people who all went out for a uh, you know cheeky drink next to the the bar that's next to the like the Rolls Royce place. You know that kind of that kind of. Thing. Put the white jeans on. Yeah, put the white jeans on and, and no one will bother you. That's no. the sign. Are you not bothering him with John O'Shea? He's turning up with white jeans anyway. He was always a bit mad, wasn't he? And Johnny Evans, liked, he liked the white jeans as Wayne well. Rooney? Liked oh, Wazza loved it. Uh, as, classically, he always loved a wide boot cut and a lollipop. Big, a big lollipop. I mean, that, was the, that was the thing. With the, you know, Wayne, you know, Wayne is a... Is a tremendous individual. What a time, what a time to be doing alive. a lot of things. But you know. no, Jax is in it. And I guess just on those two, still... Slightly puzzles me mm. why there hasn't been a testimonial. No, because the pair of them 
was sensational for a long period. Funny, of time. funny thing about those two is those two were both released by Everton as kids mm. and came back. Yeah. But Joe said that not much has changed at Everton. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Not much has changed for Everton. Yeah. Never quite know uh, the talent are. Maybe Haaland one day will come back. Never Who knows? Get him when he's 35. Yeah. Who knows? Right, so let's move into the midfield yeah. now. Who is your first midfielder? Being some good midfielders. And not so good. And some not so good. Um, you know, for every Olivier Decor, mm. there was a Mitch Ward. Um, yeah. People like that, Donald just I loved, but wasn't there long enough, I mm. don't think. Make it in here. Um, Thomas Gravison was a was an enigma. Mm-hmm. For every Thomas Gravison, there was Alex Niarco. Yeah. So there was a lot of there for was, every Thomas Gravison, there was a Thomas Gravison. There was a Thomas Gravison as well. Yeah, there was. And for every Thomas Gravison, there was a Lee Carsley who, who ran as a thought deep both. Um, but the first person going into my team is Tim Cale. And again, with one eye on Ultima fan, someone that's getting your points. Yeah. Um, Signing for one point, you know, seven million, I think it mm. was, whatever. To Chris, you know, Crystal what were Palace you thinking, Crystal Palace? Didn't pay the loyalty thing, you know, the loyalty payments, and and Everton scrambled the cash together. Mm. The summer when we didn't really have any money, yeah. Um, we got Kale just before we sold Rooney, wasn't it? But we got Kale in, and he came in, and the first few games, I was looking at him thinking. He's not comfortable on the ball. He doesn't look like he can beat a man. He's not the quickest in the world. But then Moyes found a, a position for him and he just mm. absolutely thrived from that mm. day on. I mean, the biggest... he played. I think he first played it at Old Trafford and we drew 0-0. Uh, but he went, we then went to City and he scored mm. the winner and lifted the shirt over his head and was you know, subsequently sent off. But yeah. that was the kind of... Introduction to Tim Cale. Remember him scoring a winner down a port and yeah. early on in his career, another header. And that trademark arriving late and getting us goals. Always turned up in the big games for yeah. Everton. Oh, Always. Yeah. Played with injuries, played with illness. I remember one game he was throwing up in the toilet at five to three and went out and scored a couple of goals and come back in and sat on the toilet at half time and went back out and played the full 90. And he was mm-hmm. that type of character for Everton, you know, Australian. You know, give everything, mm. wear your heart on the sleeve, and just came up with with big moments forever, yeah. all the way through his career. And I absolutely loved him. Still, I know he's Mister On Brand now, but Lovely. I still love him. But yeah, he's, he was fantastic. Genuinely, the the I think he's the last player who thrived in game big pressure games. Mm. Someone who loved the Turned pressure up all the time, and yeah. and you can't really say that for anyone who come after him. Mm. You know, people have scored a lot of goals for us or, or done whatever but I don't know if anyone actually thrived in those games you know his derby record says it the goals he scored and he loved loved the goal in the derby loved the goal against Manchester United he, he turned up and, mm. and I just, a lot of people always say oh, what does he do if he's not scoring well he was scoring for a lot of the time he was scoring but what he gave he was a fight and an attitude and he loved being an Everton player and he never let anyone down and, and again he's someone that I always remember him I think he spoke about I said to him, why don't, why don't you change your squad number? And he was like, well, someone might have, some Everton kid might ever only might have my top on the first season we played, and that's it. So that, there you go, he's got my name and number on the back of his shirt for life sort of thing. So I just think there was a, he was just so unique, so unique, and, and um, I don't think we've had a player like him who's just, what I would say about him is he just loved playing for Everton and mm. was like, no, 
this is the club. Mm. This is the club. You know, he scored against Man City while they were on the way up, and he loved it because it was like oh, a finger in the eye to them. And yeah. he, he just loved playing for Everton. There was no 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 talk ever of like oh, I want to take that big step. He was like, no, Everton are the, my club, and I want to play for them. Like like Jack Yelka turned Arsenal down. Mm. Arsenal Wenger wanted him, so he was although he's a very un-Wenger like player. Mm. I think Wenger knew what he would have brought to them. You know, United looked at him a couple of times, but didn't put any bid in. He was just brilliant for us in that role, and you're absolutely right. He, somebody who would turn up, he, he fancied every big game. You know, he, he, if he wasn't scoring, and you would sometimes say, what's he doing? He was harrying and pressuring, mm -hmm. and, and we mentioned the cup final label. That year, you know, we, we'd lost your Cuba, Louis Sahar, you couldn't rely on. So mm -hmm. for a lot of games, it was him and Fellaini, you know, mm -hmm. up front, and, and he scored big goals. Yeah. He scored against Villa in the... You know, to get us through in an important game, and you know, he was just—he was just one of those players who was, but you could count, you could count on. Yeah, and it gave everything for the shirt, and I love him absolutely. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant fella, and uh, brilliant Everton player and brilliant Everton ambassador. Mm -hmm. uh, who is your second midfielder? Again, you know, like I said before, there was a few you could you could pick from and have a look at and different types, but again. In the in the sport of ultimate fan and what the game is, uh, I've gone unsurprisingly probably to you for Stephen Pina, who is one of the most talented players. I don't think he'd get you that, mu that many numbers in, in the ultimate fan. And he had pre assists. Pre -assist. I just love the king of the pre assist. I absolutely love watching. Yeah. I just think he's like I've just said, one of the most technically gifted players that are certainly in the Premier League era that mm. have played for Everton. Him and Leighton Baines down that left hand side were, were unbelievable for a few seasons on the run you know mm. um, again a hard worker little yeah. statue but worked his socks off a tough tough character tough on the, the ball openings would create chances his goal at Arsenal the little dink which should have been the winner but for a late equaliser just a brilliant just a brilliant fella yeah. and someone who didn't want to leave Everton a lot of people forget that yeah, he went off to Spurs for a year, mm. but he didn't really want to leave Everton. He just wanted a better contract. Yeah, yeah. And Everton, being Everton, would rather lose someone than keep someone who's integral to the team. And came back and still had an impact when he first came back as well, mm. which was which was important. And only only for injury, really. Yeah. See, I think Martinez would have loved him. Yeah, if yeah. he'd have been fit, I think he would have got a lot more out of him. But the injury started to pile up one on top, and he couldn't. We spoke to him, having me on this channel, and. He said he couldn't solve the first injury that first year. Mm -hmm. There was different things, you know. So, like it happens sometimes, and, and it cuts them short. But just when he, he came in from Borussia Dortmund, it hadn't really worked after he'd started off at Ajax. Mm -hmm. And he come in, and I remember I'd, I'd just been to Florida, and we got back, and we were playing Bolton away on the Saturday, and I went to Bolton, and him and he, he started, actually, Yak scored. It was Yak's debut, and he scored. Andy Johnson fed him, and we, we won 2-1, um, I think. Thomas Gravison was on loan actually, yeah, and, yeah. and crossed the ball in for was it Lescott? He got the winner, or we scored a late winner. Yeah, yeah, it was Lescott. I think yeah. it was Jolie and Lescott. But Pienaar played, and I said to my mate there, I was like, the first time I'd seen him live because obviously I'd been away, and I know he'd come on. I think we played Wigan or something, and he'd come on. And I was looking at him and said, he's so clever on the ball. Yeah, it was just whether he was quick enough, mm. and he had to kind of grow into that role. But he was so intelligent on the ball and putting his foot on it and doing that thing where he'd roll his yeah. foot across the top of it and give him a yard. The yard. I just love watching play yeah. for Everton. Well, superb, superb player. Uh, 
I, I'd sit here and I just wonder how we allowed him to leave the club in the fashion we did. Yeah. It's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Someone who, like you said, in the last couple of years, I suppose he was like forgotten about and people like, you know, get frustrated when people can't get back from injuries and mm-hmm. they're breaking down and they get caught all kinds. But the, the lad just wanted to play and he went to Sunderland. They tried to play again and it just didn't happen because of the injuries. And mm-hmm. he was just, just a sensational player. And I know a lot of people hold it against him because he went to Spurs and, you know, this, that and the other. But lad deserved a good contract because mm. he was brilliant for us you know when people forget the year Arteta was out he was the person who kept us going he filled the gap and he was to the point where it didn't feel like Arteta was that was missed that much of course you want both of them in your yeah. team because then you've got but he filled the gap and he was sensational and um I don't know whether I don't know whether he's held in the esteem that other players are held in but I I adored him mm. I adored him as a footballer and you know we've been very lucky to speak to him since his career finished and you know on the channel and I've I got to speak to Matt Goodison he mm. got to see me score at Goodison so you know I'll give something back to him yeah um, you know you like you like to no, he's a good, he, but he, he, he seems like a really nice fella and again good ambassador for the club That, but again that thing of like we never never quite know what we've got no. at Everton Football Club we're always looking for the the new shiny thing when the things the things there and when he came back, he made an immediate impact. He scored against Chelsea, Chelsea on the yeah. on the on the Saturday, and yeah, I, I I loved Pina really, really. Again, he's one of those players that I think some other clubs might would would. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think you other clubs see. Or it seems like other clubs put those players up and understand their worth, the and we we didn't. And again, sadly, another player who never got. Well, you say this about all the players, of course you can. Never got a trophy and deserved much more and. Those players sort of get lost, and they they get lost in the time ta- in their of their time at Everton because they never won trophies. But I've said this quite a lot. There's teams, there's Moyes teams, especially the period between two thousand eight to two thousand and ten, or probably the end. The cup final was the end of it in a way. But you look at it and think that was such a good team. Mm-hmm. But people don't look back at it because it never won anything, no. and and because we're we're in the the era of obviously um, Chelsea and. The, the top, you know, that top four and City coming through and all that kind of thing, never quite looked upon because we mm. never won anything. And yeah, they do deserve that kind of recognition to that, that he were absolutely top players. And don't we always forget as well that he was cut tied for yeah. the semi final yeah. against Liverpool in 2012 when yeah. he come back? And had we had him available that mm. day, and my guy Gay played that day, so had we had him available <sighs> and, and Trent yeah. would have turned up, then who knows? Maybe yeah. we would have, maybe, yeah, we would, I mean, we. It would have been Chelsea in the final, which would have been tough. But again, but we could have battered them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on yeah. to your first forward. Who's your first forward? First forward. Position you love, of course. Yes. Um, and ironically, this fella isn't quite a centre forward, but he's up there as Andre Kinchelskis. I don't think. Interesting. I don't think. That, listen, Wayne Rooney was a big consideration, but again, you know, that most natural. See, I thought you. I See, uh, last week, Astro shoe on Landon Donovan. Into mm. midfield to get two strikers, and so I thought you might have shoe on him into midfield to get yeah. two more strikers. But you've got him. No, because I think when you look at the Premier League era, you know you can throw out Dunk. Yeah, he was was fantastic, and I loved him. Still do love the bones of him. Kevin Campbell was was brilliant for us for a few mm. seasons. Superb. Yakubu, I absolutely love, and he was the other consideration. Proper goal scorer. Proper centre forward. Give him a chance. Goal. But I just think. Just by keeping the nature of the game, Kinsielskis for me is still 
you know, James Rodriguez looking at him, what a technically gifted footballer. Mm. It was great to see him in the blue show well, on the telly, see him in the Netflix show. Um, it would have been nice to see him live. Mm. Such a technically gifted footballer, probably the most gifted. Yeah. But this fella, in terms of world class, yeah. was devastating. For at his peak football as well. Club. Unbelievable footballer. Goals, power, pace. Um, and circumstance, as Everton, it happens with Everton sometimes, yeah. circumstance, let us armor him. But he was incredible, Kinshelskis. You know, we, again, you know, we're lucky enough to have had him in the studio, yeah, yeah. and and he told us he didn't want to leave Everton, and he was he was kind of told, "Well, you're our only saleable asset, mate, and we want to sell you, so off you pop." Mm-hmm. Um, but he was brilliant. We got him when United were unbelievable, and he was unbelievable for yeah, United. He was. He, he bought, you know, again, he we kind of took advantage of the fact that he wasn't happy there, and we got him in. And it was a big deal when we got him in. And obviously, he got injured quite quickly, didn't he, against United? We had to wait six mm-hmm. weeks for him. But then when he come back... Yeah. And the big, the biggest disappointment about the Kinshelskis thing is, had we had him for the Cup Winners' Cup... Yeah, I think we would have won it. ...against Feyenoord... I think we would have won it. We'd have got past them, we'd have yeah. won it. With him, I, honestly, and the way the second half of the season with yeah. Ferguson and him and players like I've that... I've often said that. We'd have blown them away. Yeah. I've often said that. The players we didn't have in that first half of the season, don't forget... He had that shoulder injury and he basically didn't play the first half of the season, you know, and if we'd had him and the way that yeah, like the way that the way we finished that season, how strong we were towards the end of the season. If we'd had him Don't you know, forget he come back two weeks two weeks later after that Cupman's Cup game, he went to Anfield and scored two at Anfield and terrorised yeah. them. Feyenoord, we should have beat them at home. Yeah, yeah. We drew nil. And we, well, Amakachi got stretched off after 15 minutes of the home game. Yeah. And we had nothing then. We had nothing. Right out, I think, was out or whatever. We didn't have any options. Dunk was elsewhere. Yeah. And we lost Kinshelskis. We, yeah, we would have yeah. had Andre Kinshelskis away from home yeah, on the break. Yeah. And we could have negotiated that. I think we'd have done something. Because you don't forget, he ended up with 16 goals in 30 games. He was unbelievable. Yeah, he was. For us. He was absolutely unbelievable. unbelievable. And that. that and the poor fail game with the, the headbangers because if we could have, again, we, yeah. we'd have got past them, who knows. But especially the way we finished that season, we were unbelievable. Oh, yeah. But he, he was the fulcrum of it. He was, defenders would show him inside. he just cut in and smashed him with his left foot. So they didn't know whether to go inside, outside yeah. with him. And he just got, he was like, he just built momentum and got mm. better and better as the season went. Just absolutely fantastic he was. He was. He was superb. It's hard to put... It's hard to explain it to people who weren't there at the time. He made goal in the match. Joy. I was at Sheffield Wednesday, the last away game of the season. Which he scored a hat-trick and he just terrorised them. He just cut through them. He just run through them and shoot and he was goal. Hmm. So it was like that all season. The power, wasn't it? He used to just get the ball, shift it, shift it right, and <coughs> smash it with his right and go in. Well, he played against Liverpool twice in that season and scored three goals. Yeah. He was amazing. And three he was genuinely amazing. But in classic Everton. He was here for eighteen months. Yeah. Classic Everton. He's told us that he didn't want to move. Hmm. They, they, you know, he's told he told us that because they brought other players in and they were looking at the place, he was celebrating. Asset. How does that work? Yeah. How does that work? He was, and what made it worse is he went to Fiorentina. Yeah. They weren't even that good, no, no. and we never got the money we for just it. Average, yeah. we we never got the f- and his career just went, just went that down. Was gone, then, yeah. It was gone. Um, and we could have kept them. Who knows what oh, could have happened? He was amazing. What a player. Who knows what could have happened? I actually bought a ticket to go to Anfield. To watch him play for Russia. for Russia. That's how much I liked him. Yeah, I mean, Maldini had him in his ass pocket that day, but that's a different story. He wasn't uh, playing for Everton. <laughs> he wasn't playing for Everton. And Maldini was amazing. Um, and I, that was the day I fell in love with Maldini. So, <laughs> so I, I won on both fronts. Now, what a player. What an absolute incredible player. That 
again. You mentioned there, like Thomas Rodriguez, yeah. come and gone in a flash. Yeah. Just we got, and it's a tale. It's a tale of old as time, it but it's classic Everton. We get these players, and for some reason, for whatever that reason, we can't. Them. You know, you think of those plays we had between between ninety four because he was the big player that came out of the win in the cup. He was the player that was supposed to move that team on, mm-hmm. and it he, he did. He did, and. Again, though, and then you go and get Gary Speed and the next summer, and it's all going in the right direction, and then it all in classic Everton. Don't Just, forget that Christmas, and we had we had Gary Speed, yeah. and we got Nick Barnby. Yeah. We beat Derby away. Yeah. Went fourth, and we were something like two points off the top. Dark horses. And they were talking about us winning Dark the league. Horses. And all of a sudden, we ended up with three injuries over Christmas. Joe Parkey. Parkey got injured at Middlesbrough. And then it, the wheels just yeah. Joe, pa- Joe Parkey was the big one. Once then, he got injured, the, the midfielders felt a bit. Four weeks later, five weeks oh, later, no. we sold him. <sighs> and we'd lost in, so we'd lost Parkinson, we'd lost Kanchelskis, injuries mm. come in, and then yeah. it happened with and Joe. Then, they stopped, then they stopped Joe actually strengthening the squad, and yeah. before you knew it, we were in a relegation battle. Yeah, absolutely mad. It was just bizarre. <sighs> but, he, but he has to go in yeah. for me because he's so just... So who is the final Who is the final piece in the jigsaw? Who is your second striker? Who is your sixth the member? second striker is, and again, I've just mentioned a few there, Yakubu could have been in there. Well, I'm excited for this one. I don't this. Come on, I mate. don't. I honestly don't. I'm dead excited. From them? <laughs> <laughs> My second striker is Romelu Lukaku. Is it? Well, oh, I'm so surprised. I thought you were going to go for Wayne Rooney. No, no. Okay, no, that's I good. Love, I absolutely love Wayne. As a footballer, just because you hadn't mentioned them before, it was like you were no, holding them back. No, no. Like Technically, fantastic, Rooney, but yeah. the best, most again, best player ever have ever produced them, and yeah. probably will ever produce. One of the best players, if not the most naturally talented player in England, I think I've ever produced mm. for having everything in his locker. Um, but again, went you know, we had them and he was gone in a flash. Circumstances, you know, yeah. he's come out the other week and said he didn't want to go again at that time. And I knew that at the time. No, no, I, I think that at the time. Few has learned um, that over time. And came back and was still great when he yeah. came by. He wasn't amazing, but no. he, he was our top scorer. And we used, again, we used them all wrong. But no, Romelu Lukaku, because when you're talking about someone who putting the ball in the back of the net and being that person at the top yeah. end of the pitch. And again, that was another thing. We had something that was really good. But because of failings, in other parts of the club. And like, listen, I know you can talk about timing. We can talk about different things, but we didn't get him the players that he needed to, mm. to thrive. Martinez come in. He come in with Martinez <clears throat> three games in. He was incredible, wasn't he? He was a threat up front. We were playing great football. It all pointed towards yeah. going the right way. Had we, had Martinez not a, Messed with the team around to Palace mm. when we were on that good run and, and we got the win. Who knows? We'd have been very. I think we we ended, ended up three points off Champions League place. We might have got in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah. Might have had a bit more money, been able to whatever. It didn't happen. And then Martinez allowed the wheels to come off spectacularly. Yeah. Got Sam Eto in, who should have been a, a real, uh, you know, filler in the cap and someone to play off Rom and mm. play him on the left wing and in midfield when he was one of the greatest strikers ever. So we didn't give Lukaku what he what he required. Yeah. We were close. But one of the criticisms, and I'm the first to say it, was he didn't turn up in the big games often when you needed them. Yeah. Wembley being the biggest yeah, one. Yeah, we needed them that day and he, he fell short. And that was the day. That was the probably despite getting to the cup final in 09, 
despite getting to the semi-final in 2012, despite getting to the League Cup semi-final, that FA Cup in 2016, for me, is the is the one where I look and go, that was our moment yeah, to win a trophy. Crystal Palace in the final. That was our moment yeah, yeah. to win a trophy. We had Ross Barkley, who was a threat at that time. We had Delafeu. We had Romelu Lukaku. We had Kevin Morales. No, we hadn't. Morales had gone, but we'd had those three. McGeady was there. We had those three who had goals in them. We still had... Mo Bessage. You know, Mo Bessage. Playing right back. We had Darren Gibson. Darren Gibson. No, but that day <laughs> at Wembley. Mess, that day at Wembley. No, I Once we equalised. No, I It was going, only going one way. And then United break and get a goal in, in the 94th minute, as it does. I actually think, had it gone to extra time, we'd have won. Mm. But that was the moment for Ron to really just go, I'm the man. And it You're did miss the right. penalty, missed a couple of sitters. But I think if they got us over the line, that would have been our trophy. And I think mm. we'd have been in Europe, and who knows what would have happened. And you still put him in the team? Yeah, <laughs> for the simple reason that he still came back the next no. year and got 25 goals. Yeah. You know, he could have gone that summer and he stayed... And the second half of the season, in particular under Cumin, he was deadly. Yeah, it was amazing. He was deadly. Took we won a lot of games three and four nil because he just took games away yeah, from yeah. teams. And I think when you've got someone who's that natural finisher, how can you not put him in no. that, that team? I just wish we would have added to it. I wish Mashiri would have arrived in fourteen at the end of Martinez's first season with some money and gone. Yeah. And who knows, Martinus might have blew it. He might but have we done had, well with it. The thing is, though, we did get. But Michele, we still had a good team. was there, and he did have money, <laughs> and he and we we wasted it, and we and maybe that was part of the reason why he never signed that contract because he never he looked at around him thought. Well, well we, it was the January, wasn't it? He was about to sign the contract. But he, he actually came and out. I remember he come out and said, "Why didn't we strengthen? Yeah, why didn't we strengthen?" And at the time, you were going, "Well, hang on, we've got this, this, and this still sign." We really mm. had we have. He wanted another couple yeah. of, because we'd lost Balassi as well. Yeah. So anyway, he, he's definitely in it because for fantastic. me, he's an incredible. No, a fantastic, forward. a fantastic striker, and I guaranteed goals and was a threat to, yeah. against other teams you played them and you they knew that we had Lukaku and he was a threat and that was again you know goal at Man City away things like that. Yeah, he was up massive. On the halfway line and going different Chelsea kinds of goals. Yes, yeah, scored did score generally against you know scored a couple against Liverpool didn't he in his first season in the three three game and again won Rodgers last game he equalised in the derby. So yeah, fantastic player. Real you know really really top class player. Obviously left to go to Manchester United into Milan now back at Chelsea. So sad and I I don't think anyone as a fan has been as excited <laughs> as when. The day that he got into the plane and it was all, you know, the oh, tweet, and everyone well, we was fan, and it? everyone was following the plane mm-hmm. and it was like he is coming to sign to Everton. But it was like, is he gonna, go? you know, oh, it was unbelievable. It really felt like things were gonna change, but in typical Everton style, didn't. Um, but they, they you go. But he scored a lot of goals. So that is your that is your ultimate team mm-hmm. caveat Premier League, but yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Leighton Baines, Phil Jagielka. Tim Cahill, Stephen Pienaar, Andre Kanchelskis, and Romelu Lukaku. Fair enough. Good team. I think that's getting me points. Good team. That is getting you points. That is getting you points. Fantastic team. Let me just. Have you done? A, I've done it. Yeah. Another six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Not Everton. Okay. Do this dead quick. Okay. Yeah, I will do. So that's your Everton team. Let's very quickly go through your non-Everton team. Now, does this team have a theme, or is this just the best six players you've seen? The best six 
Prem again, Premier, Premier League, League team. Yeah, again. Okay, let's have your first defender. My first defender, John Terry. Yeah, yeah, John Terry, quite simply, fantastic centre back, um, brilliant captain for Chelsea. Really drove them on in mm. that period. You know, come through the ranks at Chelsea, drove them on. Um, yeah, you know, people, someone that people didn't like, but yeah. I think you have to step outside that and just appreciate. The defender. There's been loads of great defenders mm. in the, the Premier probably League. Either. Probably either. Probably either. He as a captain and a leader, yeah. for me, is probably, he's up, he's the best probably centre-back that's been in the Premier League for, again, durability, mm. winning trophies and everything else. So. And getting changed when you're not playing. And getting changed when you're not playing. Why not? Why, Why not? not? Get involved but with your team. There's you know, there other defenders like Yap Stam and yeah. Nemanja Vidic and people like that who were brilliant mm. over time, but John Terry will be one of the two. Who is your second? Second is Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand, yeah. because of, if I'm excluding likes of Jags, yeah, yeah. Um, Rio Ferdinand, for the simple reason that real ball playing, centre back, mm. intelligent, really good on yeah. the ball, again, pivotal to Manchester United, having so much success, Champions League winner, Premier League winner, you know, England, represented England so many times, again, in an era where you've, you've had people like Sol Campbells, who, who've been a real top defender, and, you know, there's, there's lots of really good defenders, but, for me, Ferdinand was, I mentioned the Manji Vidic, Yapstam, all superb centre-backs. But I think Ferdinand, just for being comfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, leadership as well. Really, really good. Really good defender. And for a long period of time, great at West Ham. Good at Leeds, really good at Leeds. And great for Manchester United. Yeah, so A player, I think, who changed what people think Proper, of being yeah. a centre-back yeah. as well. More like a European centre-back yeah, yeah. style, wasn't he? And, but... Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely superb. Absolutely mm. superb. Um, who was your first midfielder? First one I would pick is Roy Kent. I mean, sorry, Roy Keane. <laughs> Roy Kent would be him. Roy Keane. Obviously based yeah. on him. Uh, Roy Keane, unbelievable. Unbelievable midfield player. Breaking box to box. Um, goals, he was superb at Forest. He yeah. really was. Manchester United got him. 3.75 million. Absolute snip. Uh, and went on him and drove a team. His, his performance in Turin in the semi-final Champions League for me, one of the best captain Knowing he was out. He was out the game, out the final, oh, yeah. scored a header, kept United going, a captain in every sense of the word, drag players by the throat on the pitch, get them going. Mm. Nasty side to him, we know the Haaland stuff, both sides of them. Um, but fabulous, honest footballer, standards, Never had an agent, had a solicitor, mm-hmm. done it all himself, really. Wished he'd have come to Everton when he yeah, should have done. Should have. Could have come a year earlier, but he, the time he, he could have come, we could have got him. And he, he's, mm. you know, spoke to him at the Sky thing and he admitted he probably should have, should have swear Celtic and come to play for Moyes because he'd have loved yeah. it. But just a brilliant, brilliant midfield player. There's others, again, talented, lots mm. of talented midfielders. Steven Gerrard, if you wanted to really... You know, if you could live with yourself yeah, and put him you in, could live with yourself, in. Yeah. it was a fantastic play, midfield player. Frank Lampard, you know, Machalili, these kind of players who have been through, mm. you know, Emmanuel Petit. What a fantastic footballer! Yeah. Left foot, but Roy Keane. Yeah, me. he's the he's the he's the um, he sets the standard, doesn't he? he sets the standard, like you know, that's why he's got a fictional character basically based on him. Exactly. You know, it's he it, it does set the standard, and 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 you're right. What you just said there, you know, he when you see him. And you see him on TV now, the interview with Gary Neville, whatever. You 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 understand why 
he was the way he was and why the manager wanted him and and how he pulled that team into mm. having standards stuff that happened with Ireland and things like that just wanting just expecting certain standards yeah. and going not like it's not a thing of like I I you know I deserve this or I I it wasn't about I it was about the team it was about saying right if we have the best gear if we stay in the best hotels if we have whatever if we fly footballs for training yeah if we have fast. footballs for training if we have like <laughs> we fly in um, on planes for long distance we you know we need to have the best because that's the, going to be the best for the players mm. for the for recuperation for whatever you know playing on the best pitches whatever it is it's saying to someone you're I'm going to drag your standards up he was he him and Ferguson created unbelievable standards at Manchester United <laughs> and he wanted that to go to Ireland he's wanted that to go everywhere and you'd listen he was the captain of one of the most successful teams ever and he ran through brick walls so exactly. no, no one could ever say well you, you pulling your yeah, weight and you're yeah, not pulling yeah. your weight mm. So, unbelievable, unbelievable player. Yeah. So, who's your second midfielder? Patrick Vieira. Oh, what a who player. is, what a again, who again, is probably the best midfielder, I think, in the Premier League era okay. for doing the job that he could do. Just talked about Steven Gerrard. Steven yeah. Gerrard would score goals and, mm. and, to be fair to him, dragged some poor Liverpool teams yeah. better than what they were because he was such a dynamic player. Lampard, goals, superb. Um Lots of, <coughs> excuse me, lots of really good midfield players. But Vieira was just incredible. He was a six foot four, just like mountain yeah. of a player. He was just, and he's so elegant. Mm-hmm. He could do the bit, the ball bit. He could battle if you wanted a little bit of a scrap. Yeah. Good in the air. He was like the evolution of yeah. of of, of Keane. He was, yeah, he was. And yet, the end two against each other were incredible yeah. battles because they both had a bit of. And, that, and when you look at we look at Everton now, we look at Adelaide Corey. He's like a poor man's Patrick Vieira, mm. if you like. He strides all over the place, he'd get in the box. Vieira would do that incredibly well mm. for Arsenal. There when they needed them. Big moments. Yeah. A part of the Invincibles. Just a, a team sheet with his name on it would have been a pleasure to fear. be supporting. Like, the see opposite. him at Everton so many years. Mm. Our midfielders, no matter what the makeup was, yeah. couldn't get no, he, 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 he did change how you looked at midfielders because mm. he could he could go toe-to-toe in a battle. Yeah. But he was he was elegant. The mm. amount of times you've seen him do a pirouette and then instead of going in for a tackle, he'd pirouette it and mm. then get away with then the ball. Away. And what he's just done, he's just broke, he's just broke your midfield. Yeah. He's just broke through the lines and, and he's gone. Mm. And he's got, you, he's got you on a counter-attack. And that's the first time we've sort of seen that from a midfielder. Mm. We were used to... Pigeon only for that. Yeah. And I know we've had different kinds, but he really changed how we looked at a midfield and he came in and he was the num- he was the first player I think who came in for Wenger and he changed it all around. I think it was one of his first games against Blackburn away. And you've seen straight away, he was so elegant on the ball. Big statue. Yeah. Amazing Got him from player. Milan for the buttons and yeah. he was absolutely incredible. And obviously went off to Juventus and but just such a such a fabulous footballer. Yeah. So he had to be in there for me. Who's your first striker? First striker I've gone with is Alan Shearer. Okay, that's fair. Because, I mean, he's the, the record goal scorer, mm. isn't he, in the Premier League or, or up there in the top. I think he is the record goal scorer. Absolutely incredible centre-forward. Um, physically strong. Score, scorer of great goals yeah. as well, but scored a lot of goals. Uh, I told you this story before. I remember when I was at Everton and, We'd gone into training and we were all talking about this young, couple of years older than me, this young lad who got in at Southampton and mm-hmm. got a hat-trick on his debut against yeah, Arsenal. Remember it, yeah. And we were talking to the coach at the time and he, he'd had a conversation with an Alan Shearer actually talked about this. was He voted 
against keeping him, Southampton. Mm. And their youth development officer or the youth manager, if you like, academy, it'd be the academy director now, went against all the coaches and said, I'm going out on a limb on this yeah, one. Yeah. I'm keeping him. I know you're all voting against him, but I want to keep him. And it was kind of, well, on your head. Yeah, yeah. So what he did was every day after training, stay behind and share an hour a day and done being able to control the ball, working on it. Because he said I could see something in him, that like desire and everything. And a year later, he makes his debut against Arsenal, gets a hat-trick and, you know, never look back. And the only regret for me is that Everton offered three million quid for him. And Southampton said, well, we want 3.3. If you come back with that, he's yours. Yeah. And we, we didn't. And Blackburn did. And yeah. a year later, he, he took Blackburn to the title or two years later. Yeah, he yeah. was winning the league with Blackburn overs and, and almost single-handedly, if you like, or certainly got dragged them into that era. And you just mm. think if Everton would have paid them money, you know, what could he have done? But he was a, he was a sensational striker. Th- he had a nasty side as yeah, well. I think people forget, forget how good he was because he was so consistent. Mm. I think when you see someone doing something so often, you forget how hard that is. Yeah. But he used to just score goals. all different kinds of goals. Mm. And he was he was horrible. He was an old-fashioned centre-forward, mm. but with a very modern touch. Mm. Um, Had he gone to United, he'd have won all sorts at United. And he, and he, he is the reason why Blackburn won the league. He simply wouldn't have won the league. <laughs> no. You know, um, him and Chris. You know, and I think when he one. he got the he got uh, the knee injury, didn't he, yeah. for Newcastle when he mm-hmm. played in the preseason game at Goodison, and you know who knows what that team would have done with him. Uh, I'm not saying he was never as good, but that se- that particular season mm-hmm. when he done his knee injury, I think they were ready to go, and um, it never quite happened for him, and he only ever really he only won one trophy, didn't he, playing for them? Mm-hmm. So didn't even win the Chelsea Shield against us the following year. Vinny Samways denied him. But um scored on his first game back against Blackburn actually, didn't he? With a knee injury. Mm. Come off the bench and equalised. Um tremendous player. Oh, he's fantastic. Goals just fantastic. Yeah. Got a great goal against us. Although Davy Ray should have closed it down. Uh, at Newcastle yeah, as well, a volley. But we've been seven we're going for our seventh seven win, we? win yeah. And he beat but, it. Yeah. What a player. Yeah, what a fantastic yeah. player. Who is your sixth and final player? And the final one, again. There was there was quite a few you could pick really, wasn't there? There's people like Gianfranco Zola, um, DDA Drogba was one who had really because he was a he was fantastic. You know Liverpool have, have had Suarez, he was brilliant, and Mo Salah now he's probably the best in the world mm-hmm. at this moment. Um, Wayne Rooney, but the person I've gone with is Ruud Van Nistelrooy. Ooh, he was another one. Dennis Bergkamp was someone. I thought else. you were going to say Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler was a good one, well, great finisher, Michael. You know, there's been a yeah, lot of stuff calling over for a year and all of that, but Ruud van Nistelrooy, because mm. I think him as in most was the most natural finisher mm. that I think I've seen. Ian Wright was one, again, I thought of, was an incredible centre-forward. But I think it's dead hard, because there's, yeah, loads, loads. there's been loads and loads and loads, and the list goes on, of course there is. But I think van Nistelrooy was just exceptional for Manchester United. Just always seen to be in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. um, and just the just as because I love my centre forwards. Just looking at the way he'd play on the last man on the shoulder, in behind, mm-hmm. and he, again another one scored a lot of different types of goals. Yeah. Um, was always a thorn in Everton's side because mostly they were good and we weren't. Um, but I just thought Van Nistelrooy was brilliant, and I think those two, if you're given those two chances, yeah. 
then you've got a chance. Of course, win. and he was a player Champions as well who had a bad knee injury. He was about knee. to sign for Man United. They'd gone over to watch him, and he basically got a knee injury in like this open training session, yeah, and everyone session. had seen it. And and, he, and Man United just hadn't signed him, of course, by that. But everyone was expecting. It was so strange. It was like this one-on-one open training session. Mm-hmm. He gets this knee injury. It's like he's out for a year. So Alex Ferguson, though, so Alex Ferguson said, "I'll be back for you," which mm-hmm. is huge because he just got this terrible knee injury. Mm-hmm. He came in. And from day one, he was brilliant. He had a few, there was a few little, it was weird, it's that typical Dutch thing, wasn't it? He had a couple of weird fallouts as well along the way, but he was he was brilliant. And it, 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 weird the way he went to Real Madrid, and mm. it never, you know, he did do well for Real Madrid, but it was just, he was almost like one of those players that was like, again, you never, never quite, never quite gets for the credit for how good he was. I mean, he just scored goals all the time. I don't know why they let him go when he did, but, you mm. know, there's other players like you know Robin Van Persie and people like that. He was fantastic yeah. centre forwards, but him, for me, just when he was in his pomp oh, yeah. at United, it was if he got a chance, basically it was a goal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was just he was brilliant for United. So again, Ronaldo's another one you could have you could have you could have, had, but, you could have you but no, that, I'd, I'd go with those because I, I think if you're creating chances, then to finishing it. Superb, superb team. Um, I'm, be very interested to see how uh, John Terry and Rio Ferdinand would have done playing together again, but because of course they played for England, well, and yeah, had a bit of a fall. I won't say any more than that. No, um, this is just the ultimate team. It so. is, it is ultimate team. That, that, there you go. That. Men in black, the pair of them, and yeah. then you just go right. So you don't know each other. Go and do the business on the pitch. Yeah, there you go. That's Baz's ultimate Everton team and his ultimate Premier League team. Let us know what you think of both sides. <laughs> I'm sure people will. I'm sure people will will object to and some if, of those. If players. you want to build your ultimate fan team, make sure to download the app and get it and start playing it immediately. The link is in the description. Uh, if you want to get involved, drop us a line as well. If you want to come on and share your ultimate teams with us as well, get in touch with us. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. See you later. <laughs>